Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis, and I'm with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, my brother? I'm good, man. How's everything on your end? Oh, man, it's good, man. It's got, I was, got me a little coffee, man. Went for a walk, man. I'm feeling good, man. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, yeah, also, we have a special guest, Kevin Franklin. How's it going? Hey, man, it's a good day, man. It's Friday, so you can't complain. The weekend's right around the corner, right? T-G-I-F. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, first question we normally ask, uh, Kevin, uh, how many kids you got? What are their ages? And uh, also, what do you do professionally? All right, so first, let me say that I do not have no kids personally, but I have many kids also because I am a behavior counselor. So I've been working in like the special ed field, but I am behavior counselor that works with emotionally disturbed students. I've been doing that for about four years. So um, I get to see kids at their peak crisis behavior, as they say, and um, hang out with them, um, be like show my consistent self, help them with some coping skills and get them back to um, where they need to be to be productive um, in their classrooms. Cool. In addition, of course, I am an online health and wellness coach, coach as well. So how did you get into working with the kids? Oh, wow. So how I got into working with the kids was um, back in college, um, just like a service learning um, requirement for a credit, um, working with kids with autism, and just how the kids gravitated towards me. Um, just, I guess I had a like natural, like, young big kid thing at heart which I like just love like taking care of them and out of college I went from being a teacher aide or a um, dedicated aide to a teacher aide um, to just hang with kids more of kids in autism and just did that for five years I got my master's in school counseling because I loved it so much and then moving forward I came across my current um, profession as a behavior counselor and then, like I said been doing that for about four years or so. Oh, that's excellent, man. Yeah, man. So I know um, you said that you're into like um, like fitness and exercise. So what? How does that like correlate with your teaching or working with the kids, or does it at all? Uh, absolutely. I feel that um, fitness correlates to every kid because we all, as a kid, we think that we all looked up to these um, heroes, these athletes that we all wanted to aspire to be. So um, fitness definitely correlated. I definitely feel it as kids definitely are attracted to you a little bit more. They gravitate towards like, they, of course, like the, the presence, the stature, the figure, because um, they want to be like, they want to be strong. They want to be muscular. They want to also do things like you do. So um, the kids are naturally gravitating towards you. They're attracted to you more and they pay attention a little bit more when, um, you have such, such a stature of physique, fitness, health, because it's something that they kind of want for themselves. Oh, that's funny. So have you ever had like an experience where you were working with uh, like a guy to, that wasn't in such good shape and uh, you saw like the difference in the way that the kids interacted with that person compared to like you or someone who, uh, who was in better shape? Uh, um, yes and no. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's just um, in a way it's, unique because certain kids will I'll get like they'll have certain interactions with them but when it comes to like like physicality strength stuff like that they'll come towards me and as I said before especially in my behavior counseling profession is that um I kick the kids with like severe crisis so I'm the one that can just show them like at the end of the day it's not always about physical strength but it also goes beyond 
just the physicality that you still got to be um, strong mentally, emotionally, to not just um, be able to be in control of your feelings, emotions, because at the end of the day, um, strength is great, but having somebody like in my stature teach them that, mm-hmm. it makes it that much more impactful to them. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, talk, talk to us about your dad. So, so you're not a father yourself, but uh, what experience do you have uh, a father that way? waiting for this question <laughs> I sometimes I get emotional we'll see how I get today but my dad literally um it was my hero still is my hero um this guy pretty much made me who I am today I share his name I'm a junior yeah. uh, he literally was and still is to this day is defined as Superman to me and my brother and sister because he did it all he was he was Mr. Fix-It if we had a problem he would stop things on a dime come to our aid because his children meant everything to him until this day that nothing mattered more than our us thriving in our success. And even through my health and wellness, um, he was my football coach along with my friend's football coach for high school. And I didn't understand it at that time, but even my friends like, yo, your problem's amazing, man. He's great. Everybody shows him with the high regard, high respect. And that's kind of what I see right now when I say people are attracted to that and that type of atmosphere of strength conditioning and at the end of the day like it taught me like I just want to be like my father and that's why who I am to this day I know the significance of it I know it's what drives me in my passion through fitness not just that well through helping other guys other men to be like such positive father figures but also because I'm also on the back end of it as a behavior counselor because I work with these kids um, seeing how much they look up to me. They want to more of it. They look, they gravitate toward, uh, towards me more. Um, so um, that's like, that's all comes from my father. My father is Superman. I want to be Superman like him. Well, that's pretty cool. Man. Do um, you and your dad having such a close relationship, does that help you with um, like working with the kids or uh, like building relationships with them? Um, our, my, our relationship with my father is very close. Um, I think how he approached things, how he approached interacting with kids. Like I always like to tell people the story that he taught, I think 18 people how to drive their car. And I was like number 13. And like he had a bunch of kids before me (laughs) and he always teaches somebody. He's always in a position to teach mentor somebody. um, Always trying to uplift somebody that's from the ground up of like that wants to do better and just show them the way and guide them. So I definitely have seen that from him but um overall yes it's uh, i think that definitely radiates to me and through my profession um just naturally i've been around i've been surrounded by it all my life yeah so what do you think is uh some of the best advice your dad has ever given you man (laughs) (laughs) best advice right now since i'm fresh i'm fairly i'm only two and i've been married for two and a half years and right now he's been i hate it and i love it but he's been getting on my case like, yo, son, like, treat your wife better. Like, what you doing? I'm just, I'm doing okay. I'm treating her right. I do everything. <laughs> Man. And you have that word of reason from your father. And it's like, I'm messing up. I don't see it. I don't like being reprimanded. But it's like, your wife deserves better than what you're giving her still. Like, be nice to stop giving her a hard time. Like, and just hearing that from my father who... I hold revered, hold in high, such high regard. It's like, I'm just starting to learn 
and it's I'm fighting hard, but that's one. That's the biggest thing right now. He's probably my biggest relationship counselor right now, helping me through my marriage. Even though I think I'm the head, the father, the strong one, he's still keeping me in my place, humbling myself um, as a um, husband right now. So that's the most obvious one that sticks out to me. What's uh, what's an example of like what he said you need to do better? Oh, so. Um, I'm a, I'm a, it's all right it's all right it's not it's nothing too bad so i'm just a goofy person at times around family i'll have my little like slick comments sarcasm here and there you know how people are around family yeah. and um i might be i'll do some of those comments i do around my wife like what you doing like you or just talk to her a certain way like are you ready to get in the car stuff like that and just makes like my dad stare some way he'll talk pull me around the van real quick like Yo, what you like you got to treat your wife better and it's like like right in front of everybody he's like is, he don't care he's not gonna pull you to the side too far he's gonna be right out the window so it's like right out of sight of everybody else but it's like you gotta do better like instantly right when he sees it like he'll tell you straight up like he don't wait it'll just you gotta do better with your wife like like why are you treating her like that you gotta be more respectful like don't treat her like that like i don't even think i'm treating her a certain way it's coming off that way. So get yourself together. And like, it puts me back like when I'm 10 years old, man. It just, <laughs> God, I hate this. <laughs> so your dad was uh, was married? Um, Dad is married, still married strong. I don't know how many, I forget. I know, let's see, if I'm 32, 37 years, I believe. 37, 37 years. Wow. No, not 37 years, but count 30, time. 60, about almost 30 years. Yes, quite some time. Absolutely. 100%. So how was your um how was your mom and dad's relationship growing up? Ah, it was personally it was hard to fathom a little bit as a kid because um there's times that I thought that you know how kids can have hear arguments and it's like you don't know what's going to come out of it you don't look you kids are very observant and you learn that from being a kid yourself is that yeah. they take up everything um they take in everything. And me, it's like, okay, they fighting, they're arguing. Like, I'm not sure if they're just here for the kids, sake of the kids for us, or do they truly like each other? And then it took me a while from um, just getting older to realize how much they appreciate, they love each other. Um, They have their own thing. They have their own understanding of forms of communication. And it might be, and that might be like what you see on the media, like what Valentine's Day show flashing and stuff like that. But um, they have a strong bond and friendship. They have an understanding with each other. And me, like, watching the process is scary because you, you, you think the worst. But they, right now I see their friendship, their connection, like, more powerful than ever. ever. Like, they get on each other's nerves, of course, but they're always yeah. united with a firm, like, with a united front. Cool. You said they've been together for 37 years? Um, they've been, I'm 32, so they've been together for, I think, 37 to 35. I can't, I am I know the anniversary. I don't know how many years. I, I, I'm I just not good with math, <laughs> I guess. I think it's you, 37 years. Do you know how your parents met? Ah, uh, I know their first date. So my parents met um, through a friend. They my my br- dad was best friends. Were one of his close friends was um, my mom's brother, my uncle. Um, and I just know that their first date was um, the Empire Strike Strikes Back, Star Wars. <laughs> okay. That's I just know that was their first date. Um, I know they were just um, associated because of my um, 
my uncle who kind of just like connected. They were always close friends. I'm hanging out and so forth. I don't know too much about that though, or the in-depth of like when we first met and exactly, or I might just forgot. <laughs> well, try to remember this. Uh, I got a two, two-fold question for you. So I see a football jersey right behind yeah. you, number 19. So uh, you play also, not just coach, you play uh, give me one of your favorite plays that you did on the field. And also, how uh, did your father coach you? How did that experience help you in your current role as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? Okay, repeat that one more time. You said, tell your story about the jersey. Your favorite play. Give me your favorite play on the field. Oh, man, a favorite play. Oh, my goodness. Or a um, moment. It could be a moment. It could be uh, one of those, like, man. I think that my favorite moment that sticks out that just for, when it comes to me and my father is goes back to recreation, not even high school, because um, he's always been there. And I think I was just a wide receiver for the first time, did like a little hitch go and caught the ball, like stretched out like with fingertip catch. And I remember my dad running right down the sideline next to me, just <laughs> yelling, go, go, go. The whole arms you might see on TV. Like, I remember that. Um I remember you just like right there cheering. Right you ran fast, Landry. You was running three <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> I was scared out of my mind, man. I was a I was a shy, quiet kid too. So I was like, I don't know, but I'm just running, running scared. But I just know he was right there. He's always been there when it came to sports. Um, just cheering me on. Go, go, go. And um, second question is like, how's that influenced me as a business owner? Yeah. Um, man. Well, first, like I said, I'm not sure if I even mentioned this, but after college, I wanted to be like him because I so I started coaching high school for my old high school football as well. Sure. And that was the inspiration of me trying to be that that transferred to me being my online coach. Um, how I transfer that is that I want to make sure that like naturally I know the significance of that connection. Just be have somebody right there with you, um, whether it's like we say client or not, but. Um, just the significance of just that connection, that relationship that we all need, no matter how old we get, that um, we need that support. And if we don't have it as kids, we just lack it until we pick it back up when we get older. So um, we all need that support. Um, we all, like, being a guy, being a like, father, whatever, it's, it's tough. And we all need to be surrounded by quality support to just get us through those hard times because we're not going to know it all. And it's okay not to know it all. Yeah. So I want to bring it back to like the uh, you working with the students. Yes. So what has like working with the students taught you about yourself? Mm. Regarding my behavior counseling. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, whether it's whether I'll say whether it's the high school coaching or the behavior counseling, um, it taught me that. It taught me a lot of patience, especially the behavior kids, um, a lot of patience that a lot of times now, even in I'm evolving and still learning, that as kids see, they get labeled as emotionally disturbed, ADHD, all this stuff. A lot of times I'm seeing kids that just want attention. They want that love that they're being neglected at their household for whatever situation. And the fact that I'm just there consistently um, being present and they know that I'm going to be there on a daily basis is something that makes them build trust, makes them build a connection um, stronger than probably like other people that like I get to see them at their worst and know that I'm not going anywhere. 
and it's okay. And I'm going to talk you down to get you back to where you need to be so you be successful. And that's what I kind of see in my current profession, which makes me love it. Because at the end of the day, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have my father. If I didn't, I, 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 I'm blessed. And then I also had a little guilt factor of having such a great father figure. Because I know many people didn't have that. And I see it now of the, the lack of such a figure in the kids I work with. And just knowing that how much attention they want. Everything they do is just some form of attention, lash out of the lack of support that they always needed. Oh, that's, that's interesting, man. You, so you, you feel, um, you say you feel guilty for having such a good dad? I, I think back in college, I think it was more evident to me because I went, I grew up in a private school, all boys private school. Everybody was fairly privileged. And then you go to college into a fairly poor community. Um, the college is probably like the most, the richest thing they have, um, of course. But mm, I start looking around like my friends, peers who were not as fortunate. They had to scrap for just to get by a semester because they, the finances wasn't there where I never had to worry about that. I was always taken care of. And it made me feel like, and then you start taking what psychology classes, sociology classes of how the social environment affects everything around us. Mm. And then relating that to your college friends, college peers and people dropping out. I don't know where it's really like, and it makes you reflect of how fortunate and blessed I have been and while other people are struggling and suffer, I felt bad of it. I didn't know like what, why did I deserve such a thing compared to so many people? I felt overly privileged. Mm-hmm. So that's where the kind of the um, guilt factor came into play. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a survivor's remorse type thing. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Now, um, in your experience now as a, as a fitness coach, um, well, even uh, let's take it back even a step further. I want to talk about um, your experience with your dad as a kid. Like, um, that's, that's a question I was thinking of, actually. Um, do you have any moments that you can remember where uh, you or even one of your siblings uh, tested your father? <laughs> How did that test go? Ah, uh, so the one that sticks out is not me because I was a quiet kid. My brother was a little bit more, a little bit more extra. So um, it's a high school story, and I told you my father's been around a coach. Kids, people know him, fairly respect him. And my brother's playing, I think it's his, he's a sophomore on varsity basketball and whatever. He's in practice. And my dad comes by and wanted just to, like, talk to my brother for a second, like, just co- come over and my brother just sh- shoot him over, like, shoot him away. And everything propped up. My, like, I wasn't there, but my dad walked Passed the court, interrupted that whole practice, put his hand up, paused everybody. And he just, while my brother was huffing and puffing after the last drill, he just whispered something in his ear. Um, wasn't clean, but he's like, don't you effing do that. Don't ever disrespect me like that. So manner whatsoever. And my brother propped up. And after, ever since then, um, he, all he said, all he wanted to say, he said, like, your mother's picking you up, ABC, whatever it may be. And then he walked up the court, walked up the court, said, commence. But since that moment, my brother, like anything, my dad, I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up, pop? What you doing? Like, it, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Deer in headlights. My dad was um, still, I feel like, is a very prideful person and 
very big on the presence of respect, especially if, um, especially by his kids, by and Jed, he's very big on respect, which makes me super huge on just respect and people that I give respect and so forth like that. But that's story something that always made me laugh when I heard about it. But yeah, didn't matter. Like he'll stop the whole world. He'll do anything. He'll like he'll change his world for you. But he'll stop in the midst of your presence if and correct his kids when he feels like they did. <laughs> Like there's no waiting until later. Yeah, there's right no waiting. Right I now. told you, he's doing it right now. <laughs> what? Um, I know you say you don't have any kids right now, but like when you become a dad, what type of father do you, th- do you think you would be? Oh man, so this is hard for me because I've worked with kids for about nine years. I've had compliments that I'm going to be a great father. I work well with kids and do well. And I kind of worry that I'm going to be, I work with so many kids, I don't, I'm not going to have so much left for my own. I'm true. I don't know. Like there's certain names. I can't name my kids no more based off the high, like top crisis kids I work with. I just can't name my kids them. But um, overall, um, I think that time comes is going to be, as my father tells me, it's going to be one of the happiest days of my life. Um, I have no idea. I know the relationship I have with my father, I can only... I can't even imagine like that joy that's coming soon. Like as me, as me and my wife are planning in the near future, definitely. But I can't, I know people say I'm going to be a great father. Of course I want to be. And that moment's going to be one of the greatest moments of my life. I um, look forward to it. I, I have nothing but a uh, father son relationship to look at and know what, the capabilities of it, how blessed I am, who I am because of of my father. So yeah, 100%, I, I look forward to it. I'm excited about it. When that time comes, I'm scared for it. Um, in advance, there's so much emotions and thinking about that moment, which I don't reminisce too much on because I probably get emotional as I am right now about it because um, it's going to be a great moment. And uh, I just want to do a quick recap, man. So yeah, man. Grew up with both your parents. Your dad was awesome. Football coach. He's dead <laughs> every step of the way. Helped you become the man that you are today. And now you're married to your awesome wife. And you're yeah. planning on having a child. That's yes. a great experience. A great human experience thus far. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a very rare experience also. Indeed it is. And All I those things that. to happen. Yes, like that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I told you I had some guilt, man. I told you. <laughs> no, that, you don't have to be guilty for that, man. No, that, man. That's you, the way it's you supposed to be. It, man. You deserve it. A lot of more people deserve it, too. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. So, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's one value that you hold uh, in yourself that you will want to pass down to your child or you will want your child to possess as well? Hmm. One thing that I value that I want to pass down to my child um, first thing I would like to say is that you, I'll say what my stepfather says, and that's family comes first, and it's that simple. And although, I say, although I'm a coach, and I know that I got to prioritize myself to take care of my family, but at the end of the day, family comes first. You have to take care, and I'm learning this more and more as I'm growing up still, that 
your family's forever. Your family, my brothers, my sister, siblings are still going to be with me to the end of time. Like, family comes first. Like, at the end of the day, things come and go. Material comes and goes. Family is forever. And that's one thing that I want to instill in my child one way or another is no matter what happens, you got to look out. For, you got to take care of your family. You got to look out for your family. That's great. So, uh, what were your grandfathers like? Uh, did you have a relationship with them? Were they uh, similar? Um, not too much, really. So, um, my grandfather on my mom's side passed when I was two. So, not too much of a relationship with him. And I don't have too many stories about my grandfather on my father's side. Is that um, I know that um, what else to say? I remember like me and my brother laughing at. Her, him, and my grandmother argue back and forth, which is like just hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> nothing too personally. I was um more hanging out with my grandmother than my um grandfather, but um, I know what he taught my father is pretty much just the significance of just once again taking care of at the time taking care of his siblings, um, always standing up fighting for to hit their siblings. Um, if you want to do something, you got to learn the skill set also. Um, taught my father or showed him the tools how to like take care of his own car um, built like gave my father his work ethic of having like I think three jobs started from one job to the next Um, because at the days like if you don't got money you gotta find a way to work get to find a way to get the money and like make it known because I'm not going to help you only for so far but um, there's another story I forgot that he said that um, my grandfather dressed up I think like as one of his friends and just like was hanging out on at the side. Like I forgot when something was going on. <laughs> I forgot the whole story. And I think he was just like there as like a little shadow watching over. And um my father found out last like I think the later that night or something like that. But just um that thought of just somebody always watching you or having looking out for you, watching your back. Um personally I don't have no I don't no stories from my grandpa that sticks out. So but um yeah. Is he uh is he still alive? He's still alive. He's um currently dealing with um dementia. So um Okay. He's um he's he's there and he's not there and it's like just enjoying his company. He a lot of things he remembers is like reminiscing on old like quality memories here and there, but um not too much at the moment really. Uh, oh, yes. I, I, thought, I thought Royce had a question. That's what no, I, go ahead. I, thought, <laughs> I was giving you the floor. I thought you had nothing. <laughs> All right. So um, you've been married for two and a half years, you said? Two and a half years. Okay. How, how's that experience? Um, <laughs> That's a different way. <laughs> I love that. I love people. I used to not understand at first, I didn't get it, but people ask, like, how's married life? And it's like, married life's married life. It's not good. It's not bad. It has its ups, downs, roller coasters, loops to loops. Um, it's going as well as it can be, which I actually love because I, I married my best friend. We're learning to become one person, um, learning and the uh, friction, the trials of, like, just getting it right, 
it comes with the territory. And I was talking to her earlier, um, a while back about just how some people don't, it's making me value the significance of just committing, commitment and how powerful that is. And people don't know how deep that is when it comes to a marriage. Yeah. That a lot of people will like jump ship as soon as a little trouble happens or a lot of trouble happens. And like, but if you stick it out and go through the worst and have somebody with you that goes through the progress process, um, that's, I'm just, I'm feeling that two and a half years. I can't even imagine what five, 10, 12, I don't even know what's going to happen, but I know the roller coaster that I'm on. And it's, um, it's, it's amazing. And it's not amazing at the same time, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's you like, the uh, first three years they have the most loops. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I That's heard that. Say. I heard that. So we'll see how it progresses, but overall, um, I'm, I love I love my wife 100%. I wish nothing, I should, like, nothing but her success, even more than mine, which makes me feel amazing, just seeing her thrive more than myself. Um, it's, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else. That's the thing. I love it 100%. Dr. Yeah, so, how, how many years are you in the game? Uh, 16. Oh, 16. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what advice would you give to, to young Kevin? <laughs> what advice would you give to young Kevin? I'm hard-headed too, please. I'm uh, I don't know, man. That's tough because everybody, every relationship is its own entity, man. So yeah. um, I guess my advice would be to be individuals inside of a relationship. Yeah. Um, give each other space when you need it. Yeah, I'm learning that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And be able to tell your wife the, the truth about like what you what you're thinking, what you feel in that moment. Um, yeah, well, that's my problem. Sometimes I'll overdo, and <laughs> okay. like, I can't a break. Like I can't hear you right now. I, I need, I, I need a break. She'll walk off, go silent on me. Like, what's wrong? Like, I want to fix the problem. No, you can't fix the problem. I just need some time. And like, crap, I messed up. Well, whatever it may be, but um, yeah, I don't keep silent. It's just sometimes my timing is horrible of saying stuff. So sometimes I just need to shut up. <laughs> that was my next thing uh, <laughs> silence whenever you feel like you want to talk be quiet Better have the floor man you got, you got anything else you want to say yeah man just uh listening is a, it's definitely a skill man yeah <laughs> well you have I'm, to, uh, have I'm to divorced so be my <laughs> man I, I made it to three years I didn't make it to four so I made it right to that roller, that loopy part, and oh. I, I fell the hell off after that. I just got to get over the loop. I got to get over yeah, that. Yeah, get past the loops, man. You, it's okay. smooth sailing after that. Uh, okay. okay. If that's the case, Dr. Young. You fell after three years. I'm almost uh, there now. <laughs> <laughs> I think, for, well, for me, it was like maybe, it wasn't three. It was like seven. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. between seven and nine, those were like the most challenging years for, for my relationship. Uh -huh. And then, because um, you know how people say like the seven year itch, the seven year uh, cycles or whatever. Mm. That, that's a real thing. 
Really? Okay. Um, so between like seven and nine for me, that that was like the, the most challenging. But um, man, I thought I'd just be okay with the three years. <laughs> no. You will be, man. Listen, man, you'll be good. Because good. like really, everybody in, in a relationship. That's why I say like be individuals inside a relationship because yeah. you're constantly changing. Indeed. Every every year, you all are changing into to new people. So y'all gonna have to learn each other, uh, get to know each other again. Yeah. Um, so just keeping that in mind, and like how Royce was saying about the cycles and stuff, or the, the you know getting past the the waves or the, the loops. You know yeah. that's that's all a part of it. So. I'm sure you now are. You're on the sailboat. Yeah. You know you're going really, yeah. it's a smooth ride now. Like, it's, it's coasting. I can only imagine your, your mom and your dad, like, they probably even. Yeah, 30, 37. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're doing their own thing. They don't even care to sleep in the same room. They, one sleeps up, one sleeps down. That used to freak me out, too. Like, why yeah. I don't sleep in the same bed? Like, what's going on? Like, no, nah, we just, like, my mom claims the bedroom, and my dad just, like, I'm good on the couch. And they all, for the past, I think, five, six, what, five, six years they've been doing that. And it used to freak me out. Like, are they getting divorced? But no, nah, it's just like, <laughs> what they do? It's like, yeah, he got the downstairs, I got the top. It, it works for them. Going, and I'm okay. He okay with the couch. So. Yeah, just their thing. Yeah. Like, I, I see my grandparents do that. Same thing. Mm-hmm. They have different rooms and everything for, like, the last uh, four or five years of his life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's right, like, so- okay. <laughs> How how did um how did you and your wife meet and like how did you know like she was the one? Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so first we met out of a blind date due to my cousin. So my both my wife and my cousin does dance ministry. So um, the close knit group. So I think this was the day of my this was the night of my brother's birthday, which is two days before Valentine's Day or three days before Valentine's Day. My cousin hits me up, asked like, you have a date for Valentine's Day? Like, no, I got a girl for you. And my cousin never talks to me about nobody. Like, I don't have that type of relationship. <laughs> like, okay, why are you messaging me? And I even asked her, why are you messaging me? Like, you like nice ministry, church people. Like, and it's like, so why are you choosing me? Like, I honestly trust you more than anybody just like being genuine and honest. And I trust, wouldn't trust anybody else with this person. It's like, Okay, holding me in high regard. Great. So I can't do anything to screw this up right now. So we went the day before the 13th. Um, I'm big in, at the time, and still am, um, big in salsa dancing. So I get to choose the place. I did, like, we did salsa dancing, taught her some lessons, went to the lessons and everything like that. I get to check her out, watch her from afar. I get to choose the environment that I'm comfortable in. And um, from there, just like, we hit it off. We end up actually parking next to each next to each other in a big casino parking lot because the lesson was in a casino area. And um, at the time, it's just like at first I'm thinking, okay, it's just a church girl, can't mess up. High regard, high regard. And then from there, we just loosened up. Um, like she like, you want to take a shot or something? I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, oh, <laughs> you you the church girl, right? Okay, okay. So we just sat eventually after the dancing. Um, sat down, just talked about like just goofy friend stuff, video games, like life situations. It just felt natural. And still, I was a relatively quiet yet respectful kid. So 
but it she just made it seem so easy for me to be myself um which is kind of hard sometimes to just be open and authentic right off the bat and like i said we um hit it off on the dance floor we parked right each other next to each other and then like the rest is really history because like what next two days and date two day three day four it sped up real fast because when you know something it's like you're not going to question it just feels right it clicks in like it never clicks in like before and it just was off to the races now now uh my question uh to people that are still married i ask uh how much is your spouse your wife like your mom or different or is she completely different so I hear you either choose someone similar or someone totally different than I haven't thought about that really. But um <laughs> so she's definitely different from my mom in certain manners because my mom will be my mom's more of the super cautious. Well, now now I'm just talking about it. Now she might be a lot like my mom. Um but my mom was a super cautious, super worried. Um, very mindful of who she speaks to, um, but also fun, goofy, wanted to have a good time. And now talking about it, it seems like they have a lot of things in common. Uh, they definitely pin, they always on the same side when they go and see each other. It's always, why you don't listen to her? I don't think she's just having fun, but now <laughs> thinking about it. Um, they, they vibe with each other. Yeah, they vibe all the time. It's funny how like, my family just like claims her inst- my family claimed her instantly like oh yeah we like you better than kevin like like what you like you my father like what's going on? i got a new daughter and all this like come on like you always picking the her side but i think yes it's um thinking about i don't really thought of haven't thought about it, that there's a lot of similarities um the oh yeah because even in times of arguments <laughs> you're making me reflect even times of arguments like I can never follow. I can never finish uh, like uh, like a hard, harsh debate. I uh, like a um, meaty debate with my mom because um, she will always shut down. Like, okay, I don't want to hear it no more. I just want to go back to my like TV, whatever, like that. And yeah, that's my wife too, a little bit. Like, I, I, I can only push so much. I go, I'm, I'm learning. I, I want to push. I want to tell her everything, but I can only push so much. And then it's like, okay, it's too much. Now I got. I'm learning to dial it back. Like, okay, this is too much. I'm being a little bit extra. And I'm learning to slowly dial it back. But yeah, there's yeah. some layers there, which I just yeah. started to realize. Yeah. <laughs> now you know you got the blueprint now. You know how to handle your, you know how to deal with your mother. Uh, okay. So okay. now you take that blueprint, move it to your wife. Kind of uh, sort of you gotta probably tailor make it a little bit, you know. But, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But how did your father deal with your mother in those situations where he, he was having arguments? Ah. Like, how did he, you know what I'm saying? Well, now you've seen this your whole life. Well, I see it's I see the evolution of it, which I think that's his wisdom teaching me, taking my battles. Because, like for me, I know we guys we we're not gonna win, never, almost never. We're gonna we're never (laughs) gonna argument. The woman's always right, but I'm gonna I I want to be right. I want to be right. So I know I'm right. I want to (laughs) I want to drive like them acknowledge like you know this is the moment that I am right, and that's my problem. It's like, nah, like, and from my father's arguments, I've been, as a kid, I remember them yelling here and there about debated arguments. And now, um, 
I'm not around for the arguments. Usually it's like, okay, your wife's going, you're like my, your mother's going to do her thing. She believes this thing. And sometimes you just got to let her go or just change the narrative and be goofy and not just entertain it and just, like I said, change the narrative. And that's what my dad does now. It's like, because my mom hates how my father drives and, well, hates how I drive too, but still, <laughs> it's like you joking around, change the narrative, be goofy. It's like your mother's doing this. And then they just, they just crack joke on, track, crack jokes on each other now. Like it's just back, forth, back, forth. And they're low-key serious, but they're still just making light of it. So yeah, redirect. Yeah, that's what it is. So that's what's been going on lately. But, um, and I think that's what my father's been, my father's definitely been trying to teach me of just redirect. Um, they, sometimes they can't hear you because they're in their feelings. They feel how they feel. And I'm just a hard listener when it comes to that. Sometimes <laughs> I just don't want like, I'm right though. Like she's wrong. She's not playing fair. She's not doing, she's not playing fair. She can't, she tells me that I'm saying this. She can tell me what my interpretation of my words mean, but I can't do the same for her. No, I cannot do that. It, <laughs> it, it don't, I don't like the fair play. She don't, she don't, they don't fight fair. And my father's like, yeah, you just got to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it, <laughs> but that's, that's the wisdom. Your that father figures something out. Like there is no fight. <laughs> there is no fight. Like it takes two people to fight. Indeed. Take two. Yeah. But that's my struggle right now. That's my struggle. <laughs> yeah. So you figuring something out though. I, think I see the light bulb turning on, it's, man. It's clicking in. I just, you know what's right. You just don't like it. And you don't want to do it. It's just, you know it's right, but it's not right by you because yeah. it makes us, you got to humble ourselves. We got to take a step back. And then uh, the only thing else that comes to mind is that if I've struggled, well, I'm better with it now, but in the beginning, I'll say like last year, I really struggled with the thought of um, the husband being the head of the family and how they're supposed to lead and guide when compared to in that trust factor, like, okay, does my wife trust me to God or she just standoffish because she wants to do her own thing. And that was a big, I'll say it was a big thing deal for me when it was at least last year, like especially in a pandemic when we just bunched up to each, each other and just yeah. like have too much time with each other. Um, that was a big thing, which I think I'm weaning off, definitely weaning off a little bit more, but I don't know, I, um, big statues of like trying to lead, guide, fix, and have to humble, I'm learning to humble myself a little bit more, a lot more than I guess initially intended or expected. Is your wife old fashioned like your mother or is she more like a, the uh, the modern woman? Describe old fashioned to me a little bit more. What do you mean so Old fashioned like, uh, you know, few generations back, women stayed at home, they cook they clean they were uh you know a part of the house like the the dad went out and got the bacon oh no okay okay, okay. mama cooked it you know, no, 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 no. no 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 she she has old-fashioned ideals but she's naturally modern like she's more yeah. modern style so she wants to do the cooking and clean but at the time like right now She's in schooling, ready to go and do her own business as a what esthetician, doing facials and stuff like that. She wants her own world, and I encourage that. Um, I, and that derives from her mother of always owning her business, um, picking herself up from her bootstraps after like a divorce and stuff like that. And that's been her figure, ideal figure of just mom. Her mom always have nobody else to rely on but herself, and 
doing what's best for her kids. So that's what she is driven by. And I'm all for it and encouraged. So modern. And then there's like times that's like, yeah, I want to cook for you and stuff like that. Michelle, out of maybe four times you say it, I get one, but it's okay. Like I get it. I respect <laughs> it. I'm the better cook sometimes. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause the word submissive is a, uh, a term that people define differently. Yeah. Based on their experiences. So, uh, yeah. That could be a part of the struggle that you have with being a leader. Like, uh, like how can I lead? And you're modern, you got these things uh, implanted in your head from your experiences. Like, uh, how do I lead that? So it's like a, a balancing act, if you will, you know? Well, I'll tell you this, one thing that helped me with the leading or think my thought process of how leading should be is actually through dance, through the salsa dancing, or a ballroom dance on how there's the male as the leader and yeah. then the woman as the follower. And then the fact that if the male is, the guy is made to lead and guide, but his main purpose and intention is to be, put his wife on show, make her look amazing, extravagant, and take her on a journey that she will love and enjoy, yeah. that she just not in a position to do. And that's like how I like perceive yeah. relationships. Like as my job, I'm here to, guide my wife to where she wants to be where I want her to be also naturally but it's like we can't butt heads I like I she has to trust me and like because if you don't have you ever, ever done salsa dancing there's ladies that try to like do their own spin moves and don't work that way you gotta allow me to I tell you what to do you want to do this but you gotta wait to me wait for me to actually guide you there yeah so, um that's one thing I love about the dancing aspect is that I'm so fluent natural and when yeah. When people are on the same wavelength and clicks of just push and pull, lead and follow, um, like it's amazing. And that's how I want, like, that's how I kind of like relate, like relationships can be. And it doesn't mean I always had to lead. I want her, she can guide me when I'm out of range and stuff like that too. But it's just like a, the perfect shift and balance of push, pull, who leads yeah. who, who guides who, and so forth. Now, that's a great analogy, man. I didn't think about it like that uh, as far as dancing compared to like a marriage. But, uh, Seven so, years of dancing, you see a lot. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now, uh, one question I ask uh, everybody that does this is, um, okay. what does fatherhood mean to you? And uh, I read the response. And uh, Kevin, your response was a good one. You said, fatherhood means setting the tone for the little one following your lead. Yeah. You said lead. We all need to lead by setting the right example. Yeah, I'm driven by that. Um, it drives me through everything I do. Behavior As a behavior counselor, it drives me of what keeps me going, that I'm leading by example by everybody that sees me, everybody that hears my voice, by people that how I present myself 24-7. Um, I and that's what I encourage in my coaching program also um, as I strictly focus on males uh, men who are also in that position of people are always watching you people are always following your lead even when you're tired or even if you are that time of just being present in the moment and this is from my father being present in my life a lot that when you're present it's amazing for the sake of your family your kids and when you're not you feel like you might just be taking a break but your lack of presence is mean or something or it it's 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 hurting it's it's a lack that somebody is missing out on and this is what pushed me for people to be at their best 
um, 100% because it's not about us. At t- it's not about us. We're not that selfish. We, we got to be selfish for everybody else around us because I know the value of my father. I'm here because of my father. And that means everything I already known through only being 32, how much kids I've influenced impact through coaching, behavior counseling. I know how infectious that my words on social media, which got me on this platform right here, is how impactful that we are capable of being. So, yes, like, we are here to lead by example. We set the tone, because if we don't take the lead, they're going to find it somewhere else, which is not always going to be the best way. That's awesome. You know, um, earlier you were saying that, like, you feel guilty about having such a good dad in your life. But I don't know if, like, you're, um, like, spiritual or, like, believe in God or anything. Absolutely, 100%. Maybe, like, you had that experience so you can take that and give it to, like, all the kids who you work with. Yeah. I mean, and even for your own kids when when they come along. Yeah, that's that's the plan right now. That's I'm going to use use my plan. Yeah, because I guarantee everybody that your dad touched, and he influenced a lot of people. The people he coached, the people that he helped learn, teach how to drive. Like they all can say something good about your dad. Yeah, that's uh, that's powerful. Yes, and we're all capable of doing that. That's the thing (laughs) I love. Like that's one person, and that's in me. That's in everybody, especially the power of like said. Man, father figures. It's it's needed more. And we are lacking and haven't done a disservice if that's not coming out. So yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, we gotta we gotta shepherd the flock, man. Indeed. Everybody got to, everybody got to kind of stand, man. We all we all can do it. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so Kevin, we're getting close to time, man. Um if you could let everybody know like how they can get in contact with you if you're comfortable putting that out. Um, like, absolutely. Right. Um, absolutely. So you can get in contact with me um, via Facebook, um, Kevin Franklin, um, or you can find me on Instagram, um, K underscore Frank underscore fitness. Um, once again, man, I'm pretty much a pretty much push more of my online health and fitness through my social media, but mainly it's targeted for father figures, male figures to be at their optimal best for everybody so um hang out check out and i get a positive word just to be better for everybody else that needs you to be thank you man this this was a great thank interview you, man we're hey. gonna see that jersey behind you man we're gonna hang that in the rafters man <laughs> oh yeah TF, uh, hall of fame man oh yeah i love it i love it man. <laughs> yeah great I, interview, man. i appreciate you man i appreciate this opportunity yeah. i feel like a pride for this man i love it if you don't hang up, Kevin, we're about to wrap. So don't hang up, we're going to chop it up. No question. Uh, but yeah, for myself, Sir Royce Brialis, for Dr. Raheem Young, and for Kevin Franklin Jr. And for Kevin Franklin Sr. <laughs> Thank you again. Thanks again for listening to WTF Interviews. And uh, stay tuned for further announcements. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to WTF Interviews. If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us via our website, WTFatherhood.org. Also, our Facebook page and our Facebook group will be listed in the description below as well. Uh, I ask you to leave a a review as it helps more people receive the message. And uh, 
again, until next time, be well. You already are.